We are talking about political prisoners today on the Paradigm Shift and uh, I spoke to Kieran O'Reilly this morning from COVID isolation, actually. Um, uh, Kieran has plenty of experience both being in prison and supporting other people in prison um, for over recent decades and in all parts of the world. I started off by asking him a bit about uh, his experiences as a prison and a prisoner supporter. Grew up here in uh, Brisbane and uh, my last year at high school is when they suspended civil rights for about four or five years and banned demonstrations, street marches, gatherings, etc. And then helped start the Catholic Worker Movement here in Brisbane and we're involved in like anti-war resistance throughout the 80s. Uh, which also uh, included us going into Bubba Road Jail for refusing to pay fines as prisoners and getting involved in prisoner solidarity, which led to the closure of Bubba Road. And then I went to the States in the late 80s, was involved in a plowshares action on a B-52 bomber. We grounded a B-52 that was ready to be used in the bombing of Iraq. And I spent 13 months in prison in the States before being deported back to Australia. And then later, I was very involved in the East Timor campaign in the 90s. And then later in 2003 in Ireland, I was arrested with four other people and charged with $2.5 million uh, criminal damage to a US warplane that was en route to Iraq. I was sent back to Texas. So that included three jury trials in Dublin. Um, first two trials ended mistrial, and the third one we were acquitted. And then more recently, I was based in London um, doing solidarity around Julian Assange, who remains in prison in London now for the past three years. And prior to that, he was seven years uh, surrounded in the Ecuadorian embassy. So you have quite a bit of experience there. I mean, your own stints in prison, but also doing solidarity with people on the inside. I mean, Queensland in the 80s and the plowshares movement across the world, a lot of people have been in prison. I guess to start off with, what are some of the things that you think can keep people sane and healthy when they are in prison? Well, I, I think um, you know, what's needed is a movement that appreciates its prisoners. And I have a background, I guess, very similar to Chris Bailey, who just died recently, um, and that is being part of the Irish diaspora. I grew up in an Irish Republican family, and being my age, a lot of people are being interned and arrested in Ireland, in the north of Ireland, um, in the 70s. So we often would, would go to Cayley's to raise money for prisoners' families and stuff. So I was very much brought up in a culture um, that supported political prisoners. And um, so any serious movement will end up with people being arrested and prosecuted and imprisoned. And uh, if a movement is serious, it will uh, you know, take care of its prisoners as one of its priorities. And um, so, you know, when you're in jail, the whole system's there to convince you that you're forgotten, that uh, you're isolated, etc. And the only counter venom to that is um, the solidarity of others, people continuing the struggle on the outside, but also... Um, you know, reaching in to uh, assure you that, that uh, you know, obviously I think in my own life, in my own journey, uh, political prisoners have been very significant to me and um, 
I think when you're in prison, you've got to be convinced that you're very significant to others on the outside who are continually in the same struggle for the environment or for peace or whatever. Um, and all, so even writing a letter, sending a postcard, um, is very important because it gives a signal to the prison staff that you're connected and that you should not be bullied or, uh, you know, because they're basically cowardly prison staff. So they won't pick on anyone who they think has reach on the outside. So um, I think for a, even the safety of a prisoner, that kind of small, small acts of solidarity and protest outside of jail always is a, you know, spreads like wildfire inside a jail. So um, I know this is the case at Belmarsh when we were in prison in Darwin for Jabaluka. Uh, whenever there was a protest and supporting us outside, it would spread. Bogger Road, they were always overestimated the solidarity we had outside and, and, and found that very significant. You know. mm. Were there, like, personal routines or um, ways of thinking um, that helped you go... I mean, you did a very long stint in the US as well as other stints. Were there things that helped you get through that or that you know of other people that helped people get through that time inside yeah we, we were doing a very serious intervention and we knew from precedent that we would be dealt with uh, pretty fiercely like some of our people had already received 18 years for plowshares actions a number had received eight years in prison and, and our estimate was that we were looking at three to five <coughs> so in the end we got off quite lightly with just 13 months 13 months but leading up to that we, were, we had a lot of serious preparation and i was also living with phil berrigan had already done probably eight years in prison for his resistance to the vietnam war and to nuclear weapons so it was good to to meet and reflect with older people who'd, who'd uh, been to prison um, and could give you a few tips. And, and we we prepared seriously uh, for our entrance into prison. We also prepared seriously for trial. Um, so that was all very helpful. That was I was part of a movement that was quite familiar with having prisoners, um, the Catholic Worker Movement and the Plowshares Movement. Um, you know, I know at the time some people from Earth First uh, were infiltrated by the FBI in the late 80s and um, they weren't doing well in prison because <laughs> one is they thought they'd never be caught where, you know, we, we always get caught. We we, um, we damage military equipment or disable it and then we stay and pray. We don't hit and split. So groups who are like you know more like hit and split their assumption like any any anyone who ends up in jail is that is that they won't get caught you know so they haven't really prepared for that consequence and um you know i'm quite convinced by the prison witness the the contribution of of political prisoners and um you know and it's it's a shame to me it's quite demoralizing to me the abandonment of julian assange by the british anti-war movement when you consider that two million people march in the streets of london against the war that chelsea manning and julian assange exposed and there was very little follow-up by by the bureaucrats the, the professional well-paid bureaucrats um of stop the war and amnesty international and those groups who should be should have been looking after julian and and chelsea uh, just abandoned them um they've lifted their game a bit more recently but um and you'll have that division in the environmental movement now um you'll have people whose careers are tied up as ngos and and you know well-paid bureaucrats of of different uh, environmental conservation groups and they'll be denouncing 
militant nonviolent action is uh, counterproductive and alienating ordinary people, etc., etc. Instead of kind of mobilising around, um, you know, around those who've moved on from protest to resistance and. Um, you know, it's ob- obviously the environmental situation is going to get worse and, and the war situation is going to get worse and, and the governments and those in power and the churches, um, they're just incapable of, of leading us out of it um, because they're addicted to profit and power. Uh, they're, they're taking us off a cliff, you know, and uh, they play to people who are, who are putting their bodies on the line and, um, uh, you know, whether it's blocking coal shipments or... or um, or resisting the wars that are bound. So, I mean, you mentioned there how important solidarity is from the people on the outside. What are the practical things that people can do to show solidarity with people inside that will make a difference? Well, I think, um, you know, just keeping people, like, say for Julian Assange, unless you're very emotionally connected to it, which I've been for 10, 10, 12 years, he's really disappeared from the radar. You know, I think a lot of people 25 and under don't know who he is. So, they, you know, because the media is such a monopoly, they've just managed to to kind of evaporate him, really. So to keep, um, you know, whenever there's an anti-war protest, his name should be raised, you know, and... Um, and the same with environmental people and, and there's an environmental protest the prisoners of our movement should be should be mentioned and raised and celebrated uh, and also you know just simple things like writing a letter to to those who are in jail you know it's not doesn't have, it shouldn't be a hero worship thing it should be a mutual solidarity thing of reassuring them that the struggle continues outside and and we appreciate their their presence inside you know and there's a lot of good work you can do in jail as well you know um like i think a lot of us who refused to pay fines and went to bogger road um in the 80s played our part in bringing that you know bringing down that jail you know by starting the prisoners program on four triple z organizing demonstrations outside the wall when the prisoners went on the roof in 88 etc that led to the kennedy quarry and closure of the jail and you know my short time in darwin prison about four or five months um I just, uh, you know, they used to bring an official visitor once a month and literally no one would go and go to those things, you know, and we're about 90% Indigenous and uh, I remember I put my name down they called out and, and the staff just panicking. You know, they, they, had, they never had anyone to talk to the official visitor. It was just uh, someone from civil society that would come in once a month and I just made a list of demands and they were met, you know, within a few months. They, they brought air conditioning into the remand section, gave us TVs, you know, they, it was... Um, so if, if you've got a history as an organiser and activist and can analyse the situation, you can help make it, you know, a uh, contribution in the jail. And um, obviously when you when you go to jail, it's a lot to learn from people who are doing life and have been in there a lot longer than you have and will still be in there when you leave. But, but there's also skills that you can bring into the prison environment that can improve the situation. So... Um, yeah, so, you know, I think um, uh, that, you know, a big problem that often with struggles is that the more moderate forces um, uh, try and isolate the militant, non-violent militants and um, 
they've really got to learn that uh, we're all part of one movement, you know, and we all play different roles in it and, and to appreciate that. All right. Thanks very much, Kieran. I'll continue with my COVID. Okay. <laughs> See you, Andy.